All right, here we are today um, doing something new for our Spiritist Conversations. We're trying to do our first Facebook Live episode. Uh, God knows we haven't talked in a while. It is very hard to schedule the three of us, especially because I'm in a completely different time zone than those other two over there who have been very gracious and very flexible uh, and it's been very challenging. But we have a wonderful uh, date that has gone by, April, April 18th, and we've got something to say about this. So we've got the band back together and we're excited to be here, right? So, you know, the three of us already, I am Dan Assisi, I have my friend Flavio Zanetti and my good friend Susanna Simoins here as well. I wanted to say hello and, and, and say hi to you guys before we, we actually dive in. Absolutely. Hey, Dan, uh, glad to be here again. It's always a pleasure to uh, do this thing and even today in a more special way by doing and like really leveraging Facebook Live for our, you know, spiritist conversations. Looking forward to it. Hello, guys. Um, this is so exciting. I mean, we've been doing this for a while right now, but to be able to do live like this is, um, yeah, it's very exciting. Let's see what we can pull together today. Hello, everybody else who is joining us as well. Great point, Susanna. Great point. Uh, because we are doing this uh, new thing here on the web, it means that if folks are out there and they want to put some comments in there and be part of the show with us, they can too. So we hope that we get some interaction and see what is it that we uh, we can add here, right? So really excited. Uh, you know, we have some friends from all over the place. Look at that. Look at that, people. We have JC from the Philippines with us today. Yep. Very excited. Oh. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, uh, be able to kind of hang out with our friends here. But um, <clears throat> let's go back to what we do best, right? Um, our, what we do best is just really talk about things off the cuff. The cuff. Uh, this is a show that is really about being unscripted, unplugged, and just having the conversations uh, with, with, with the three of us. So um, we were talking about uh, 18th of April, which is a historic date for us. Uh, in Spiritism, because it was on the 18th day of April of 1853, so 166 years ago, that the, the Spirits book, the seminal work of Spiritism, was published in Paris, France. And um, although we don't have rituals, we don't really have a lot of different things in Spiritism, that's a special date for us because of that book, the book that kind of started it all. And we figured it would take some time to just talk about what the book is, what it meant and it means to all of us, some of our favorite passages or parts of the book, and anything else that we feel might be might be interesting. Um, mm -hmm. so the question to the group here is, how would you guys define the Spirits book? How would you, what would you say to folks who are not familiar with it? I think it's it's a life changing book. Everybody that has the uh, has had the um, uh, pleasure to read it from cover to cover uh, has a lot to say about it. Uh, it changes people's lives. It uh, it really presents a new dimension for humanity to look into things from a totally different perspective, uh, different angle, right? That uh, was wasn't previously uh, uh, described or shown or or taught to us by any 
you know, there are philosophies or religions out there. So I, I do believe that it is a life-changing book for a lot of people that have read it. Uh, it was for me, absolutely was for me. And uh, people that we, we have a chance to talk to and folks that ended up going to our center for the first time, we recommend reading the book. And after they do so, they come back and, and they were they are usually uh, dumbfounded by the amount of knowledge, amount of wisdom that the book brings to human life in general. So it is a, it is a life-changing uh, a book for sure. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the Spirit's book, the importance of the Spirit's book, being the very first book of the codification, it uh, sets for us um, the philosophical principles that constitute Spiritism. So it is a, a, a book that is really well designed, if you will, um, you know, it has four parts, it has the introduction, it has the prolegomena, it has the body of the book, which is basically questions and answers, and ends with a conclusion. And um, so it's, um, it's a very uh, powerful book because the, the entire spiritist philosophy is summarized in this book that is put together in a very organized and methodical way and touches all the very, very essential principles that can help us in our enlightenment process. So for that reason, um, you know, I think it's the, the starting to inspire spiritual. So I, I kind of heard myself, so I stopped for a second. But, uh, but, but that's, but that, you know, I, I totally agree with, uh, Flavio and, um, it's a, it's a very special book. I think I actually like to think of it as a piece of art because it's so phenomenal how the book is put together and we can talk, you know, we can talk about the introduction and all that's in it. We can talk about the polygomena, we can talk about the questions and even the conclusion, you know, each part is very special. You know, I love that you say that um, because I never thought it as a work of art, but I think you're right. Um, funny enough, I kind of always went the other way a little bit, and I basically thought of it as, um, as a work of science. As a work of science. One of the things that has distinguished the Spirit's book for me has made it so powerful in so many different ways is that it was not the result of just one person, right? It's not like a novel is not just a, a story that somebody set down and wrote and sold it, right? It is the result of this scientific method of asking all these different questions with the help of different mediums at different times and to see what kind of answers we get and then triangulating all of that together into one, uh, you know, into one cogent uh group of, of, of theories, right? And so it's always fascinated me because it, here it is. We got this book that it's more like a reference book. It's almost like a treatise uh, in terms of, uh, of, of the way that we go on about it. And it basically starts to open the door for us to this knowledge that we've all kind of known was there, right, spiritually. But all of a sudden we have this scientific validation that says, hey, 
this is not just what you know Flavio thinks or what Susanna thinks or what Dan thinks, but the amalgamation, like the, the joining of all these different people that came together. And because they all agreed and it made sense, uh, it stands more uh, to reason that it is, uh, it is the, the real thing, right? Uh, because when we got a lot of people who were agreeing on a topic, you've had a chance to have many different people review that, think about it. Uh, so the arguments and the content there uh, seems to be more of a more of a sure thing, right? But at the same time, I can see how uh, you know it's a beautiful thing, just like Susanna was describing. So it, it is a, a piece of art. It is a piece of science. Is a piece of scientific art or artistic science or whatever way you wanna you wanna mention in there. Okay. So interesting that Susanna thought this is a, was a piece of art. Dan, you thought that this was a piece of science, and uh, for me, uh, it's more of the uh, the philosophical component. That really helps somebody make sense of his, of her own self and the life that one lives. So it's, it's very interesting how in the very different perspectives, right, we describe the Spirit's book very differently from each other. Without even, by the way, folks, do you know that you're listening or, or watching this? This is totally unscripted. We did not prepare or plan for this discussion. So it's, uh, it's, it's really off the cuff. And, and really, by the way, we are talking about the same book. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> great point. Great point. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we have some people chiming in as well. We have RJ Lennon here, for instance, who says that for him, it is the unity of science and spiritual world, which is hard to find in other doctrines. Um, so I think that's a very interesting perspective there. Right. And we also have our friend JC here who chimed in before and told us that, uh, you know, what he really liked is the unity in Spiritism's three aspects, and that is what sets it apart. So I guess the question then for, uh, for, for the group here is, what is this aspect that, uh, that JC is talking about? I'm sorry, I missed I miss, um, miss the question. Can you repeat that, please? Yeah, so JC says that the, the unity in Spiritism's three aspects is what really sets it apart. Right. So what are, what do we think about those three aspects? What are these three aspects that JC uh, is talking about? What are these three different components of spiritism that oftentimes we share and talk about? Science, science, philosophy and religion, religion. Right. Or By the way, I want to make sure that we send our deepest uh, hugs to our, to our friend Kuya JC from the Philippines. It's good to see you here, Kuya. Always a pleasure to have uh, your thoughts and comments uh, that inspires us as well. Thank you for doing that. Marami salamapo. Now you're just showing off. I yeah. am, Mark. I'm just saying thank you in Tagalog, right? <laughs> really. Yeah. That's but I, think, I, I think along these lines, um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure who is out there on the line in, in terms of, like, knowledge of the Spirit's book, right? So I think it's important to talk about how the Spirit's book is put together in four different parts. And these four different parts will talk about these different aspects that are being brought up. So the first part, talking about the primary causes, the 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 primary causes, uh, talking about God, the formation of beings. The second part, talking about the relationship between the spiritual and the corporeal world. And is a part that talks about the influence of the spirits. It gets a little bit into the mediumship aspect of spiritism. 
the third part, talking about the moral loss, which brings uh, the, the need for our changing behavior, for transformation. And the fourth part that talks about the hopes and consolations, talks about the divine justice. So it's amazing to see in one book all these aspects combined. And, you know, what's really, like, fascinating, I mean, if you really think about it, then Kardec takes from this initial summary, which those particular parts, and he does what is actually suggested in the introduction of the Spirit's book, because in the introduction of the Spirit's book, Kardec is going to talk about the need to study the book. And the need to study, he's going to define as a series of study being something that's doing continuously in a, in a systematic way. And so he himself takes those four parts with the spirits and studies deeper each one of those parts in the other books that will together uh, compose the codification work. So it's, it's the basis that he will then later with the spirits further into the different works that we have uh, nowadays. And what I love about that is not just it's the four parts, but they also follow, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, philosophically, because, you know, with primary causes, that's where you start. You start with the facts. You have to have facts. You have to look for factual knowledge before we can do anything else, right? Mm -hmm. We have the facts, then we can move to part two, which is the spiritual world, right? Then right. we put ideas together and we begin to understand, oh my goodness, if we outlive our physical body, then where do we go? Oh, a spiritual world. How does that work? What's in there? Uh, and I think the third part then really comes in, which is beautiful, which is the moral consequences of stuff, right? So if there is a spiritual world and we outlive our physical body, then what does that mean? And if there is reincarnation, right? So what does that mean? Should we behave differently? Maybe we should change the way we act, right? And so the third part brings us this, this ethical living uh, stuffing for us to think about. And what I really love is the fourth part, which then tells us about future hopes and solaces, right? So if we do all this and if we start thinking ethically, then what's going to happen to us? What does our future look like if we do one thing or another, right? Um, and I think it's really cool because it's not only a book about content, about the questions, but it's a method as well. Because if we do the same method of looking for facts, then putting them together to understand the situation, to think about how to behave and project out what's going to be the consequences of our actions, I think we're going to be, as human beings, in a better place and be contributing better for the world around us, right? So there's a lot of uh, um, uh, uh, resonance between what the content is and what the method is too, which I think is a beautiful thing, is one of my favorite parts about the Spirit's book. Yeah, interesting you guys are mentioning the, the specific parts and how to get there. Susan, I was going to uh, get you when you start really going to, you know, God, the first, the first part of the book, but then you came back to the introduction. And, and, and one thing that uh, we talk, you know, uh, a lot about is, is the prolegomena in, in the Spirit's book, which really helps us understand, right? For new things, we need uh, really a, a discursive of action or introduction to a new book, to new things. This is exactly how Kardec does in Prolegomena, really, you know, trying to really come, a, come and, and, and write specific methods or procedures for us to understand 
a new body of knowledge, a new science, a new philosophy that is about to really coin right through the hands. And by the way, something that we, we forget to, uh, to mention, right now we're here using technology and leveraging seeing ourselves over camera. Right? Kardec wrote this book every, I mean, after dinner every night. That's, that was the only time he had left in his day -to -day, from his day-to-day -day activities using a fountain pen with, you know, no light, no, no electricity, right? Just a, a candle light and fountain pen. That's how he wrote the entire book. So, again, a, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, respect at the same time, a lot of gratitude for the hard work that, you know, Alan Kardec put together to uh, really bring this not only to us but to humanity in general. But back to the point, if you look at the, um, the sequence, right, of the Spirit's book, They speak a lot about themselves. And I think, Dan, you started to touch on this a little bit, right? If you look at the sequence alone, I mean, the index alone, I mean, one can learn a lot from just looking into that. Yeah, yeah. And you brought an interesting point there, too, right? Because um, we started talking about Kardec. But who was Kardec? I think it's hard for us to talk about the Spirit's book without talking about Kardec a little bit, right? And uh, what I also find very interesting is that Alain Kardec is the pen name of a French educator, right? Hippolyte Rivail, so who was already pretty established at that time in, in France. And so, um, you know, because he was already uh, knowledgeable and known in, in the times, the spirits who, who are actually the bosses of the book, as I like to call it, right? Because it's, it's the spirit's book, it's not Kardec's book, it's not Rivail's book. The title is The Spirit's Book because it's meant to show that it's not the product one person, right? Um, and they very, very nicely told him, hey, uh, don't use your name. This is not your work, right? This is your name from your previous lives so that you folks understand that this is, does not belong to one person, right? This is a legacy to the whole of humanity. So um, we are going to talk often in Spiritism about Alain Kardec uh, because we needed a name to put in the books, right? Here in the physical world, you need a, an author, And you can't put hundreds of thousands of authors in one book. It just doesn't make practical sense. And so that's how we have a long Kardec in there, um, which is a conversation for another time because it's, a, it's an interesting piece that we can have. Let me, let me add something to what you said because I think that's, um, you know, something that is so unique about the Spirit's book is that the Spirit's book is the book of the spirits. And it seems like I'm repeating myself here, but in Prolegomena, the spirits will tell Kardec, uh, it, it's, it's, it's uh, stated over there, that after he finished the first edition, which had actually 501 questions um, in 1857, the spirits did revise and correct the work that he had done. His job was just the method and, um, you know, the, the, the compilation and the method that he used, but the work, the content came from the spirit. So the book was actually revised and correct. And then when the second edition came on, which was a more completed one uh, in um, 1860, then again, the spirits did a revision, made corrections before it was published. So this is in the book, and it's very unique because uh, you don't see that, um, you know, <laughs> anywhere else, I guess. I mean, and, 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 and it's very unique.
a work of it's a work of many evolved enlightened minds who came together um, to put this book together. Yeah, when when you say enlightened minds, I believe it's also at the uh, at the bottom of the uh, prolegomena that we see names like John the Evangelist, Saint Augustine, right? Socrates, Fenelon, Franklin, Swedenborg, Plato, and some others that have contributed to the Spirit's book. So this mm -hmm. is definitely not a common book, by all means. This is a book of art. It's a book of science. It's a new philosophy that's, that's been there so that humankind can take the, uh, the most benefits out of it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you said it all, Susanna. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a book that was made by the Spirits for all of us. We're also Spirits, right? Yeah, and you know, I love what Susanna said, too, about um, the trial and error. I, I, let me take it back. The reiteration of things, right? How Kardec went and did a second edition and a third edition, which is the one that we kind of use today. Because it has to do a lot with spiritism itself, right? It has to do about you know, with the core of our method of how we do go about things. We, we investigate the world. We make sense of things. And if we find a better explanation for them, we change it, right? We, we keep on going and moving forward. And I think that is a, a really big piece of spiritism in general that sometimes we forget. Uh, it's not set in stone, right? We say the spiritism started with the spirit's book, but it didn't finish or end with the spirit's book. It always grows. It's a progressive body of knowledge. And that is really great for us to know because it's reflected in the DNA of spiritism, right? The, this sense of inquiry and, and testing things and making sure it makes sense. Kardec himself even tested, so to say, some of the materials we're going to find in other books and this monthly publication that he had, the Spiritist Review, right? He would do essays and try things out, invite feedback from different folks. And when they worked out well, he would then uh, feel that they're ready for prime time, so to say. And then he would add it to the books that came afterwards, yeah. right? So uh, really beautiful, really beautiful, beautiful stuff. One thing that I wanted to call out that Anna Teresa mentioned here in the uh, comments, guys, that uh, she, she believed it's also important to highlight that Kardec went deeper into each part of the book by writing other books, right? Which I think it's, 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 it's colossal. It is, it's, it's huge, right? Per se, when the first part of the book, when we talk, talks about the creation, the universe, God, and all that, right? What does he do? He goes into a lot of details after. Second part, the communication with the spirits, the medium's book, and he keeps, he keeps on going. I think it's also very, very important to... Uh, to highlight that, and thank you, Anna, for bringing that up to us. Thank you for your participation there. Yeah, and that touches a little bit on what Susanna was mentioning before, right? Right. She did something really great there, and she said, you know, the four parts that we had talked about before on the Spirits book, uh, later on, Kardec unfolds them into separate books, right? So the primary cause of all things, the beginning, the factual knowledge of spiritism, we see in the spirits book, right? That's mm -hmm. where we find the building blocks of spiritism. Now, the second part of the spirits book is the spiritual world. That's when we begin to understand more about how the spiritual world works. And to no surprise, we find that the second book of the spiritual codification, the basic books of spiritism is the medium's book, Medium right? Book. And then the third part uh, of the Spirit's book, which deals with ethics and moral living, right, and moral laws in general, we find that further developed in the third book of Spiritism, who also just had a birthday, so to say, a couple of days before that, uh, which is called The Gospel According to Spiritism. Uh, 
And then the fourth book, the cause and consequence one, where we can see the cause and consequences of our actions, we find in Heaven and Hell, which is uh, you know, also a very great book for us to see individual examples of some spirits who have passed over, and they tell us how they feel now, uh, uh, you know, after they've lived their life, and how they would do things differently or not if they were uh, to come back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one more book, right? There's the Genesis, which is, uh, uh, you know, uh, a book that, that kind of goes back to the beginning of what we know and reinvestigates all the scientific awareness and understanding that we have. Is that means like, are there miracles? Are they just laws of nature? Uh, and I think that kind of hints at the whole idea of the scientific method that Spiritism has, which is. Once we go through the whole process, now that we have new knowledge, we'll go back to the beginning and we reevaluate everything that we do and have and continue to learn, right? Okay. Yeah, that's a good Annie, Let's talk a little bit about um, the method that Kardec used. And I think that's uh, interesting because sometimes he, um, you know, one of the things he did is he asked the same questions many times in different ways. And sometimes we say, my goodness, but this was already asked, right? And sometimes, even more funny, we see the spirits telling him, we already told you this. They're like, what's wrong with you? Why are you asking this again? <laughs> I love that part. I love those parts, right? If you yeah. have a sense of humor and you understand how it was put together, yeah, I get my kicks out of those, right? Because I can almost imagine the good spirits like almost rolling their eyes, right? right, right. The answers are like, as we have previously told you, right? Yes, uh, yes. I know, I know you're testing us. I know that you're asking those questions again. We understand. We're going to repeat it again for you, right? Um, yeah. Which I think is the right, the right way of going about things. We got to make sure that we have a solid foundation. So we got to kick the tires on things, right? Mm-hmm. I think the, the methodology is really to prevent uh, guys i'm i'm i pick up this computer at the last minute and i'm gonna leave for a second because i'm gonna find my charger and i will be right back so (laughs) with the conversation i'll be right back no problem so i think what's the 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 part to me at least it's important to highlight about the uh about kardec's methodology is that he tries to really uh, prevent or to avoid any 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 comments or any answers that might come as as you know misinterpreted or uh, uh, mistaken by by other you know types of, of comments. That's why I think he uses again my personal opinion and from what I, I read and I studied the spirits book many many times, the Socratic methodology that he used to really go around and in, in, in try to really find the answer from different angles from different perspectives. It really highlights the importance of how this book is really you know paramount to a lot of people's lives, right? Meaning the information that's there, that's available there at our fingertips is really hard-coded based on really uh, um, a lot of scrutiny that was based on Kardec's methodology that it's not commonly seen these days, unfortunately. Yes, Um, and I think that's one of the things that makes the Spirits book a great book, but a difficult book to read. Right. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. It's not the kind of book that you sit down generally in one day and say, I'm going to read the Spirit's book from beginning to end. I mean, the introduction is a killer. It's amazing. Right. That's a fantastic piece. But the rest of the book is really made in questions and answers format. Right. So it's really an attempt by Kardec to reproduce as 
as as perfectly as he can the actual word of the spirits when they were giving an answer so that we can arrive at those conclusions by ourselves right so that we can make up our minds as to what is it that makes sense to us uh, but that makes it choppy right it doesn't have yeah. like plot continuity yeah, yeah it's, so it's hard to read right but it's a great reference book you know what um one of the things that i have uh been doing late late lately uh, a method that I'm developing because I see the comment by Glenn Tinaripi. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing correctly the last name. Um, but he says that Alonka Deck teaches us to study and just and don't just believe, right? We need to dig deeper for us to understand things. So when I'm given a topic nowadays, so I'll give you an example. I did a lecture on resignation, right? So... I took the spirit's book and I literally looked for every single time in the book that Kardec spoke about resignation. And so you see that uh, the topic is addressed in many different questions. And what's really, really fun to see is the consistency of the answers, you know? So he's uh, going to say like, okay, so resignation is acceptance without complaint, murmur, the, the, the word that they used. And then like, later in the book, you know, do the spirits, the familiar spirits, do they like uh, suffer with our struggles? And the answer is no, they don't suffer with your struggles. They, they suffer with your lack of and, and, and so it, it kind of, um, in, you, you can look through the book and you're going to find the same topic addressing many different parts and you're going to find the consistency you can put together and create a body of knowledge. So I like his comment because I think, you know, as you, you can read the book back, you know, from the beginning to the end and you're going to have one perspective, but you can also look for particular topics and pull all the answers together and you're going to see a clear picture, a solid picture of concepts like in front of you. And, and that has been a very interesting uh, experience for me. I've been really working on putting my lectures together using this, um, this system. Uh, uh, and then, you know, you can even go to the other books and you're going to see that the same concepts that were placed on the Spirit's book, you're going to find them exactly in the same way sometimes with a, a little bit of a nuance, an addition of an idea, but the, the consistency come, goes through all the, all the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's so much that we can unpack from the book, right, in general. Um, it's really a starting point, I think, is where we're getting at, and that many other things unfold from it. Um, I think the question that we could ask ourselves and everybody that might be listening to is, are there specific parts of the Spirit's book? Maybe a question, maybe something that uh, really stuck to you. And if so, what is it? What is your favorite part of the book, if there is such a, such a thing? I think you're reading my mind. And I was going to ask, what, 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 is, what is people's favorite questions right, from the Spirit's book? <laughs> Which is sort of the same that you suggested, right? Yeah, but you just said it nicely because, you know, you're just good with those words. <laughs> <laughs> how about you guys how about we kick started over here what is there um flavio susanna what are some of the key parts that um that really resonates with you guys 
Love you. Start. So I, I, I started with the problem. It's, it's a way to understand the book itself. I think without really going deeper and, and, and more profound reading into the prolegomena, you won't be able, I, actually, I don't believe people will be able to really understand the Spirit's book to its fullest. That's my, my interpretation of it. And I would say one of my favorite questions, uh, probably not the favorite, but one of my favorite questions, right, uh, in the Spirit's book is the one that talks about what, what, what is in, in different worlds, what about the, uh, the happiness as we know today, uh, how is that translated to? I think it's question 394, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So, it, by the way, it's actually the longest question in the Spirit's book. So it goes something, somewhere along the lines of, in worlds that are more advanced than ours, right, uh, where, for example, uh, spirits are not really subject to all physical needs and diseases and, and illnesses that we are, do they understand happiness in a different way? Or do, are they more happy? Are they happier than we are here? Because as we know, happiness is a relative term. How do we compare uh, like a less or more happy state between those two worlds? Uh, and I love the way Kodak really asks that question because going back to the Socratic methodology, he goes and tries to really cover every angle. So the spirits have no way by just giving him the precise answer that really God permits, right? Uh, folks or spirits to be happy and to enjoy whatever which worlds that they live in it's per se depending on their conditions situations and of course less subject to annoyances and even misfortunes to me i mean this question really talks about uh, really resonates that it doesn't matter what conditions we live in our lives doesn't matter what circumstances we are there's always an opportunity to be thankful there's always an opportunity to feel happiness Perhaps not the fullest, right? But there are still a lot of things we need, we need to be grateful and be happy for. And this answer to me hits home for that topic. Since we all live to be happy, this is a question and answer. This is a Q&A pair that we should uh, really have in the back of our minds at all times. Great, great. great. And look, our friend, uh, our friend Glenn here, our Flynn, which I guess is our friend Glenn, our Flynn, uh, <laughs> our Flynn here, Glenn says that his favorite part is that part about uh, right in the beginning, God and God's attributes. Because once you understand God, uh, you can understand a lot of different things, right? Uh, so it's a great perspective there, too. Uh, just really, really, really great. There's so many things in there. Um, for me, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, one of the questions that I like the most, there's many, many, many ones. I think there's a question 132, which I call the meaning of life question. Uh, when Kardec basically answer, uh, asked the spirit, so why are we here? What's the purpose of, of life? And uh, there's sort of a two, two answers there. One is, hey, you're here to evolve, to grow, to learn, right? Which I think is what we expect. Uh, in general, we kind of intrinsically know that we reincarnate because we need to grow in understanding and in practice of love. But the, the second part that really got me and stuck with me is the, the, the spirits continue and to also play our part in the creation. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just about us learning for ourselves, but for us to also understand that we have a responsibility towards the universe, that as we grow and become wiser and smarter and 
and, and, and you know more enlightened whatever you want to call we have to kind of pay forward that, that we we have to also help the rest of, of the world and kind of and, and the universe and that kind of uh, shook me a little bit because it reminds me to get to get myself off my my selfish little box and know that you know I have a part to play and, and that I should try to help others so that's one of my favorite um, ones as well okay what, have, you, what about you yeah I have a few I mean <clears throat> I like Sorry, you only want one okay we'll go, we'll go cheating on us now okay I, I think question uh, 793 where Kardec asked about what is a complete haha? What is a complete civilization? And um, I think that um, the answer is very humbling because um, the spirits will say to Kardec, you think, you think that you live in a civilized uh, world, but you only have, you know, he talks about how we are, in the first phases of civilization with our intellectual uh, development. But to be fully, fully civilized, we need to have uh, the morality. And then he goes on, the spirits go on to describe what a civilized world would look like. And so it kind of gives us uh, an idea of how much work we have ahead of us. It kind of, um, you know, it's, it's humbling. It's humbling. Um, in line, yes, what are you going to say? No, is it the one that he talks about uh, like a civilized world or, or uh, a completed civilization is the one that eliminates or has no bearing on vices? Yeah. So until you have vices, you cannot call yourselves a, a completed civilization. Is yeah. that the question? Yes. He, he, he specifies that we are um, enlightened, but not civilized. I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly the one. Um, so I, 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 like, I like this answer. I like this um, uh, question. And I won't tell you what else I like because you told me just one question. So <laughs> Come on, you're, you're allowed to one more. Go ahead, Suzanne. I'm just joking with you. No, I have I have another two questions which um, I can't remember the but the questions about the same thing because and this is what I was saying about how Kardec you know how bright he is um, so he's gonna ask the spirits you know what is um, the highest of all the virtues and the answer is gonna be uh, self disinterestedness. And like two questions later, which I think is 865, 863 and 865, something like that. He's going to say, okay, we, we know what all the devices are. Given the ones that we know very well, which one would be like the, the, the you know, the, the worst of all, you know, the one that we need to work on. And he says self-interest. Yep. So it's two questions. They're like literally two questions away. And it's the same answer, one on the positive and one on the negative. I think that's brilliant. And I also, I'm, I'm, I think I'm very intrigued by these uh, questions because it's very, very, and he's going to say that in, in the realm that we live in, uh, this, this uh, level of disinterestedness, it's really, really rare that when we see it happening, we are totally amazed by it. 
which tells me something, right? So we need to identify our self-interest in our actions. We do things, a lot of times we say that we are being charitable, that we are being loving, but beneath that Beneath that moment when the camera freezes right at the most important and powerful... By self-interest, whether we recognize or not, whether we are aware of that or not, but, um, you know, that's what leads to so much conflict. And so the reason why I like these questions is because I find them extremely, extremely challenging. And they must be very important because Kardec asked twice... And they are like, there's only one question in between the two of them, and it's right there. So I think we should really spend a lot of time reading, trying to understand, to investigate, and thinking how can we take those concepts and practice into our daily lives because they seem to be absolutely key for our enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to pull a comment back here from before from JC. Uh, not because he says he agrees with Dan, because everybody should agree with Dan. <laughs> but because he brings a point that's really great, right? He says that sometimes the content of the Spirit's book is hard to understand. Uh, and that's why we find it important to have group studies and open forums. And I think um, I heard that a little bit, too, from what um, Susanna was saying and what we were talking about here. There's so much in there. There's so much that we can unpack from each one of these questions that is really helpful to have the opportunity to come together and talk to people, right? Uh, different people. It's one of the reasons why we do this show, right? It's because we love hearing different perspectives and we use together after, you know, events and just kind of start talking about it. Um, and so uh, it's, it's really great to, to have this opportunity. And if you have a chance, then do try to find a group of folks that you want to share uh, with. And uh, obviously we invite you to be part of our, our podcast, not only this one, our Facebook page, join us on YouTube. We're doing uh, audio on YouTube. We're going to do video from now on as well. Um, so we want to create this uh, feedback loop where people can uh, bounce their ideas, bounce their understanding and get different insights. Like, you know, Flavio may interpret something and I never thought about it. You know, earlier today, Susanna said, it's really a work of art, right? And it's different from where I was coming from. And it's just a really, really beautiful thing as we begin to uh, approach here at the end of our time. Yep. And as, as, we, as we continue developing ourselves, reading, studying, practicing. We have a few uh, folks here commenting about the questions that they like done. Oh, there's more comments. That's great. RJ is saying, question 37, was the universe created or has it existed from all eternity like God? Ooh. <laughs> Right, very <laughs> physics, uh, you know, um, things, right? Um, and then uh, Anna Paula is coming in here too, and she's saying that she really likes the questions uh, that talk about the law of progress, where we're talking about, uh, you know, the third part of the Spirit's book. Um, so, just really, really, really great different perspectives here. Unfortunately, <clears throat> we are not going to be able to comment on all these questions. Uh, because of time, we want to be mindful of folks' time yep. as well. Um, you know, and then one more, one more, one more, Flavio, one more before we go. I like the part about the intervention of the spirits in the physical world, like what kind of influence they have on us and, and vice versa. Our friend Saul from Connecticut uh, chiming yep. in here as well. 
Um, and there's some wonderful things there, right? But we don't yeah. have the time. We but we we should keep the conversation going. But I guess my, my one one suggestion, one humble suggestion from my end, folks. Uh, what if we were talking, or what if somebody here is watching us that doesn't have a lot of knowledge about the spirits book? What would we say to these folks to really uh, uh, call out the attention, or maybe inspire them to go read and study and and go deeper into the book? Can we give them maybe? some small words of wisdom or maybe some, some help on really in, in to delve into this journey, which is to really embark on the Studies of Spirits book. What can we tell them? What can we say to these folks? Ooh. Um, what can we say about the Spirits book? I, I, I would wholeheartedly say that is an incredible work that was made by really smart people or spirits or intelligences that really address a lot of incredible questions that we have at one point or another in our lives thought of, like, who are we? Why am I here? What's going to happen to me? What should I do? Um, or more importantly, it's a book that it's almost like a never ending story. It keeps on giving, right? Every time you read it, and I love it. I know it might drive some people nuts, but I love it. Every time that I read it, I find something new in it. Yep. So if I had one of those questions like, you know, oh, you're going to go to the desert island. Like, which book are you going to take? Right? <laughs> and That's the one. This will be one of them, right? I would take probably the New Testament as well. But, um, I, you know, this this would go. This will go in my in my book, right, in my, my, my bag. Because... It has Done. so much in it. Done, yes. I, um, you know, this is something that um, sometimes we see um, newcomers in spirits, or even like people who have been there for a little while. And, you know, they say, well, I've read this book already. And, and it's like, okay, um, you know, try reading again. It's funny because... It's like, like we've been saying, it's so much in it, so much that you read again. And first of all, some things that you have read, they're going to resonate completely different because you are different. So your perspective, how you're going to, you know, going back to the beginning of our conversation, right? We all describe the spirits book in a different way because it's how we see with the lens of our experiences of our you know, uh, emotions and, and our psychic. So that's how we see it. So we, it's just like we're looking at a piece of art, right? So each one of us sees a different aspect of it, but this is true among people, but this is true with yourself as you read the first time. And as you read the second time, it is as if it's two different persons reading the same book. So you will appreciate it with a different uh, perspective. And then you're going to read something and you're going to say, was this here before when I read for the first time? Because I really don't remember seeing it. So you start, like, the more aware you become and the more you study, when you read it again, you see things that you didn't see before. It's incredible. It happens consistently to everyone. Yeah, I think it's a book that everybody should be, should read. You know, it really gives a logical approach to a lot of the understanding why we're here, where we're going, where we're going to go next, why we're here. Right. So, I think there's there's some audio problems here. I'm not sure. 
Try it again, Susanna. We you chopped up. Oh, you, you didn't hear the comment at all. No, we heard. We I mean, uh, Flavio started talking, and then you commented. We didn't hear it. Oh, I don't see him anymore. Oh, it's probably you, your you don't see me anymore. Yeah, yeah, I only see you at this point. Okay, oh, it's a blessing in disguise. You know, <laughs> you don't miss him much, Susanna. You know that. So, <laughs> um, I see him still. I see him still. But I okay. think your point is uh, well taken, you know, and Carol said earlier too, just like as you were commenting too, that it's also a great book to read at different stages of your life. That, that, that's uh -huh. exactly it. Uh -huh. And you, I really like what you said too, Susan, about it's, you know, uh, some people say like, oh, I've read it already, right? And um, yes, you might have read it already, but if you don't keep going back to it, um, you might lose some of the foundational work that will let you understand other things, right? Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people who want to study mediumship and they want to go straight to the mediums book, and that's wonderful, and you can do that if you want. But if you start with the Spirit's book, you have this foundational knowledge that will help you understand everything else. And I also have friends who tell me, you know, my favorite book is The Gospel According to Spiritism, and that's very okay as well, Right. But don't do just that one, you know, go back to the Spirit's book too. Expand. Build that knowledge, right? Build that understanding of the world around uh, you so that you can make better understand, uh, you know, the gospel, for instance. I, I personally think I better understand the gospel of uh, Christ because of the Spirit's book, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. it's really a foundational work that is, uh, it's just really cool and, and really beautiful in many different ways. Yeah, I, I think to me, I've already said that before, it's an amazing book. But the most important piece that I see from the book is that every time you read it, you know, you got, you've learned new things. But to me, every time you read it, some of the answers that, you know, a lot of folks are asking out there. A lot of people are asking the questions around why we're here, right? Well, how we got here, why we're, what we're doing here, where are we going to, where we're heading as a community, right? As spirits that we all are. And this book really talks about all of these things in, in so much in minute details, in, 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 in a huge wealth of knowledge that really brings a lot of, you know, comforting, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, solace to our, our souls that are in need of, of something else to understand and to really grasp and to understand life sometimes. Uh, it really gives purpose to our lives. Uh, it really helps us understand, right, the causes of suffering, the trials, how we develop ourselves. Again, I could go on and on here, but at the end of the day, the bottom line that I'm trying to suggest is it's an amazing book. If you haven't had a chance to read it or study it from cover to cover, right, don't, don't miss out any more time because there's so much that we all can gain from it. Which is our segue. We begin to wrap up here our um, episode today. We're almost running on the hour. Um, so we want to remind folks that the Spirits book can be found online. You can find it on Amazon. Store. You can buy a physical copy. You can find that in many different spiritist books. You can find it even a PDF format if you really want to do it. Um, so um, just search. Search for it if you have never come in contact with it or if you want to read a copy. Uh, of course, if you have trouble finding it too, we'll be glad to help. You know, Chime in on our Facebook page uh, or YouTube comments and we'll point you to, you know, to links so you can kind of find it. Uh, and don't expect that you need to read it all at once. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of time to go through that. But we're very excited about the possibility of talking about this book 
and celebrating the beginning of something really special that I think all of us agree here with. Uh, you know, Spiritism started 166 years ago officially, with the publication of the Spirits book. It has not ended. It continues to evolve and grow, which is really exciting for us and keeps us motivated and dedicated to improving yourselves and others. So um, as we come upon our, our hour here, uh, Flavio, Susanna, less thoughts, less words to wrap us up. Flavio, take it away. So I wanted to thank all of you guys that have been watching us. I think there's you know a handful of people here watching us. Uh, so thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. Right? Uh, without you guys here, this wouldn't be you know uh, something that we would do. We're doing this to really bring some of our experiences, bring some of your comments as well. This is a new avenue for us to to, to try our conversations. And we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you like it, if you don't like it, if you have suggestions, please by all, by all means just give us a holler. Just chime in. We'd love to hear from you. On the book itself, again, an amazing book. Don't waste any more time. Go out there right now, buy your copy and start reading it because you'll feel very different from when you do that. With that, Susanna, what about you? All right, Susanna, um, how about you? Well, um, I just, first of all, I just want to say that this was fun. Um, it was nice, although uh, we had a few technical problems. I want to apologize. I know I moved too much. But the people who are watching, probably not the most comfortable. Um, like right now, I don't hear Flavio. Um, but I think it was a great experience. I'm, I'm very uh, thankful. And it was uh, very nice to um, to have all of you joining us uh, this evening. Made it really, really nice. And we hope to be back here. But, um, you know, my, my last words in regards to the topic is really, really to encourage every single person to, like Dan said, you know, have this book nearby. Um, don't put it away and forget in your bookshelf, you know. Um, whether you're going to read from beginning to end, where you're going to study with friends, um, whether you're going to have as a reference, um, it's just such a, you know, everything, the entire basis of spiritism is there, you know, um, God, spirits, uh, reincarnation, the plural plurality of the worlds, mediumship, um, you know, the, the moral laws, and it's just like everything there. So it's, it's, it's very inspiring. And for every single spiritist, we should, Pretty much, I think, I, I make it for myself, and I recommend make a go of read the book for the rest of your incarnation and and perhaps even beyond, right? So this is it. That's right. Um, and so very much... Moral laws, and it's just like everything there. Indeed, indeed. And then um, much like the Spiritist Method in general, where we're always moving forward and we're always growing, we want to thank all of you one more time uh, for the wonderful uh, time you've spent with us, for your comments. We appreciate it. We hope you continue to join our Spiritist Conversation by suggesting new topics, by chiming in on our Facebook page, by joining and following our YouTube channel. And we really are excited to be able to share our thoughts with you and look forward to hearing from you as well. So don't be shy. Uh, let us know what you think works, what doesn't work. And we hope to be doing this more on a regular basis. Thank you for being part of our experiment tonight. 
And we hope you have a good night. And thank you for listening. From all of us at the Spiritist Conversation. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Goodbye.